0: them. What's up, people? David Jemjong here for another week of all my friends who are in bar bands. Hope you're all doing well. I hope uh, you have been catching as much great live music as you possibly can. I have been ridiculously busy the last few weeks, which is why uh, there's been a bit bit of a delay getting this episode up. But I assure you it is absolutely worth it because today's guests are Pagan I have Nikki and Dan from the band The Excellent Melbourne I guess metal post-hardcore alternative rock something kind of band. They are they are working very hard to do something that is very distinct and very uniquely theirs and I absolutely commend them for it. They put out their debut album earlier this year. It's called Black Wash. And uh, they launched that with a album tour a few months ago and they came up to Sydney and played the Lansdowne and uh, did a fucking ripper of a headlining show there with Low and Mental Cavity, which was an absolute barnstormer. But before all that went down, I had a chat with Dan and Nikki over at Young Henry's in Anmore about everything that The two of them have been through so far as a part of Pagan and everything else. There's a a bunch of bands and uh, stories that come before that as well, as I'm sure if you've listened to this podcast before, you are probably aware. That's what we try to do here. We try and scratch below the surface a little bit and uh, see what comes up. And in this case, it came up with two lovely people with a bunch of great stories to share. If you are in Melbourne and you would like to see the wonderful people of Pagan play one of their absolutely fantastic live shows, you have one more chance for the rest of the year uh, on the 5th of November. So, not this coming Monday, but the Monday after. It's a public holiday in Melbourne, if I'm not mistaken. Pagan will be headlining... Uh, they're a Rivadeci Melvin show, uh, at the Grace Darling Hotel. They'll be joined by Entrenches and Year of the Rat. So definitely head along to that if you are in the area and you want to see what all the fuss is about when it comes to Pagan. I can assure you they are at the top of their game right now. They are absolutely killing it and the live show is just next level. So, Yes, if you're in Melbourne, uh, the 5th of November, Grace Darling Hotel, in trenches, Year of the Rat, and of course, Pagan. want to give a big thanks to Nikki and Dan for being on the podcast, uh, to Young Henrys for having us, and, uh, to Jenna Alexopoulos, uh, formerly now, of Super Duper PR. I, I'm 90% sure that this was the last thing that she set up before, uh, she folded the PR company. So, I want to give a big thank you to Jenna because Jenna was a big part in getting a bunch of people uh, on the podcast. And uh, I, I really, really appreciate everything that she has done and uh, everything that she will continue to do in the future wherever she may roam. So, thank you to Jenna for setting this up. And thanks to Super Duper PR. We hardly knew you. Okay, Uh, in the meantime, if you want to get in touch, you know the usual outlets. BarBandsPod at gmail.com. BarBandsPod on Twitter and Facebook. All my friends are in BarBands.com. I would love to hear from you, so uh, yeah, please get in touch. And if you like what you hear, as always, don't forget to rate and review and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. That is massively Massively appreciated, as is all of the constant support happening over on Patreon. For as little as one dollar a month, you can help to keep this podcast up and running and support independent Australian podcasting. If that is all of interest, head over to Patreon.com/barbands. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com/barbands. Got a bunch of stuff in the backlog that I'm working through at the moment, so the rest of the year is looking pretty damn sweet, if I do say so myself. But in the meantime, let's catch up with Nikki and Dan from Bacon. Bacon. All my friends are in bar bands. Today, I would like to introduce you to my friends, Pagan. Yes,
1: hello. hello.
2: How are you, sir? Very well, thank you. Please introduce yourselves.
1: I'm Nikki, and I am the vocalist of Pagan.
2: Uh, and I am Dan, and I play the bass guitar and sing a little bit and send lots of emails.
1: Perfect. <laughs> yeah.
0: that, that's a very important part of, of bands. People, people underappreciate the... The, the good email, like yeah. It's a it's a lost art form.
2: It's a re- it is. It's a real art form yeah. to a good email. Yeah. Big you, fan.
0: Yeah. You got to set that shit up on stage, you know. It's just like <laughs> a, get a big rig for the you know backing emails. Yeah. You know, there's a lot going on at any given I time. I check
2: I check my phone in between every song yeah, just obviously. to make sure. Just
0: fire a couple. Off. Yeah, date. yeah, yeah. Just hammering on a certain note. Just dun dun yeah. dun dun. dun, 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 dun uh, yeah, sick. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, perfect. Primo multitasking. Uh, yeah, <laughs> agreed. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. It's Friday afternoon. We are here at Young Henry's in Newtown and Pagan are uh, back in Sydney are
1: uh, on their album tour. Uh, very exciting times. How the show been going so far? It's been amazing. This is actually our last show of the tour tonight, so it's gonna go off with a bang, I hope. Uh, yeah. um, it's just been overwhelming, I guess. Yeah, sure. Like we didn't really know what to expect. It's obviously it's our album tour but it's also our first ever headline tour yeah yeah that's right so it was a pretty ambitious i suppose
2: yeah yeah
1: and it's exceeded our expectations for sure
2: yeah it's been it's been very guess very very humbling and a very sort of weird experience watching like people lining up for the shows and handing over their tickets and kind of remembering that like i'm not that's that's our show. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's people coming to see us. It's not. Yeah, it's we're not opening for a band yeah, yeah, that people yeah. like. it's yeah. the, Some people bought some tickets to see us play. So that, that's been really cool. It's been very, very, uh, very grateful for it. Yes, of course. Uh,
0: now the first time I saw Pagan was with previous guests of the show, lifetime friends of the show, totally Unicorn yeah. the best, the best, very, friends. very best. <laughs>
2: How did, how did that tour come about? Was that just kind of like a blind date? Just like, oh, you guys should be friends. Oh, uh, dude. Uh, so, Drew and I have, like... we Prior to that tour, mm. we're ultimate of friends now. But before that, it was... Uh, we'd cross paths for so many years. Right. Um, just in different bands that we'd played in. And um, finally... I, I don't know. I think it was just this sort of, like... You know, we finally got to do something together. He kind of, they kind of just wrote to us out of the blue, but I think it was sort of this. We knew of each other for a very long time, and I think I always really liked the bands that he was doing, and I think he, he kind of liked the bands that I was doing, and it was sort of just this culmination of like, oh, we, you know, we should definitely be friends, and we should our band should definitely play together. And, and it ended up being like that was our first tour that was the first time yeah, we'd ever yeah, so left Melbourne
1: and now we've literally made lifelong friends like any time we're in Sydney or they're in Melbourne we'll yeah. stay at each other's houses yeah. and help each other out and it's so nice yeah yeah. we were just like every band must be like this every tour must <laughs> be like this
2: exactly we're like yeah the, touring's so yeah. much fun and then it, it's not it's <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> you that hard, yeah yeah <laughs>
0: Well, still there are, you know, silver linings and stuff like oh. that. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I'm still waiting for mine, bro. I'm still waiting for mine.
0: <laughs> so I begin these by tracing back the initial interest in music specifically, where it changed from being something that maybe you're watching on radio or listen to on the radio or something like that, to uh, the realisation that it's like, this is what I want to do, I want to sing or play an instrument or be in a band, I want to be a musician. Uh, Nikki, we'll start with you. Tell us how music kind of factored into... Uh, like your childhood and your growing up and like if there was any kind of switch on moment for you which is like that's what I want to do
1: I when I was er, like a young teenager Mm -hmm. my twin sister and I found sort of escapism in punk and hardcore and metal music we'd lock ourselves in our shared bedroom away from the rest of our family and we'd just listen to music and she used to play guitar and I would make up lyrics and sing along oh, cool. yeah. and I would just listen to bands and I would actually like visualize, like I'd close my eyes and I would imagine myself fronting the bands and being the one singing. Wow. Yeah. So I just knew one day it was like my destiny, I guess. And I studied acting for three years and I think that's what gave me the confidence to not only stand on stage in front of a bunch of people, but also use my voice mm. the way mm. I can use it. Before Pagan, I played in another band called Little Lamb and the Rosemarys, which Dan was in as well. Right. And from there, yeah, Pagan formed, I guess, cause we really enjoyed being in a band together and could trust each other. With
2: Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So what about you, Dan? yeah I, th- I think my, my story is a little bit less romantic um, than, than Nikki's because for me uh, my, my dad always played in bands um, right, yeah. so I kind of grew up watching him play in like cover bands and stuff so it was sort of like for me it was like you know like some some kids have a dad who's like a, a carpenter and so then they end up becoming a carpenter yeah, yeah, and yeah. sort of it's like the family business you yeah, know yeah. and it was sort of inevitable like for me it was like oh, I, you know I'm gonna end up doing this eventually one day but but i always knew too i didn't want to do it the way he did it you know like i always wanted to sort of like i knew that like writing songs like a a big thing for me was i you know in high school i also got into literature so i got into writing and like lyrics were a really big thing for me Mm. um i don't write lyrics for pagan but you know so writing my own songs was always really important but i think it was just inevitable for me that i was going to be involved in music and 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 in 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 like performing music in some way just because i'd you know, seeing my dad do it, there was always yeah. guitars and stuff lying around the house, and it was just very—it was a very easy kind of, you know, stepping stone for me um, to just to, to kind of find it and, mm. and, and understand that it was a, a thing that I wanted to do. Did you both grow up in Melbourne? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I,
1: I grew up in the Mornington Peninsula, oh, so yeah. growing up there, it was very different to like anything that was alternative, yeah, yeah, and my twin sister and I would get picked on a lot in high school for dressing and tartan pants and band t-shirts and Mm -hmm. we would go to hardcore shows the hardcore well metalcore I would call it sure yeah metalcore scene was really looming in that area like Carpathian were born out of there Uh, There there's a number of bands that like getaway plan and stuff oh yeah of course not being as metalcore they're a bit more
0: screamo but Clint ended up in Amity so you know yeah (laughs) like it was all
1: very connected and we would always go to Um, a venue in Somerville which is near Mornington called Mechanics Hall and see all the bands there so I think that really affected my lifestyle choice of getting into this kind of music because it was my way of escaping the very middle class very conservative society that is down there yeah totally yeah
2: for me I grew up like right over the other side of town so I, I grew up in like the western suburbs of Melbourne
1: where it's
2: like where uh, Not 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 quite as Wild West, but like <laughs> yeah, still still sort of in that general direction. Yeah, right. And and the kind of music that I got into, like when I started listening to punk and hardcore, was so foreign that for us, you know, for the small group of friends that I had, we had to kind of go over to the side of town to to, to see those shows because mm. um, we just they just didn't exist where we grew up. But it was great because, you know punk and hardcore and metal was ultimately the reason that i learned to kind of leave my hometown and you know explore other places around melbourne and you know even just even just like learning to catch a train to get into the city so i could go to missing link records yeah, and right yeah you know buy alkaline trio cds was like mm. all because of you know that that kind of world that I'd I'd sort of become fascinated with and it really was a fascination because like I said it just didn't exist where I was so we really had to go and seek it out and it was cool it's like you learn you learn a lot of life skills from Mm. trying to buy punk records and see bands play you know totally yeah 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 yeah. when was the first time you both performed live oh Oh, uh
1: like in a band yeah or yeah,
0: some people have even gone for, like, piano recitals and shit, so if, well, there's, any, um, if, if there's anything yeah. rattling around in the archives...
1: Well, when I was three, are. I did a calisthenics concert. Hey!
2: Hey, that's cool.
1: Hell yeah. That was my first time on stage. Um, I'm, I'm somebody who loves being on stage. Yeah, I right. I thrive off it. Right. I get nervous occasionally, but I love it. It's where I, fight, where I feel comfortable. Yeah, sure. Um, but the first time I played in a band... Was when I was sixteen, and my friend had a party, and we did a cover band and did like No Doubt songs and White Stripes oh, songs sick. and stuff. Cool. And I stage dived into like a crowd of drunk people who were doing beer bongs, and I was like, I'm gonna be in a band. <laughs> like after that moment. That's huge. Yeah. <laughs> That's
2: pretty sick. That's very cool. Can you top that down? Yeah. <laughs> no, I definitely can't top it. Uh, I feel like maybe the first time I played in front of a, an audience was uh, maybe like it was it, I think there was like a lunchtime music class concert yeah, oh in God. high school okay. yeah and I feel like every like we all had to make these little bands and stuff and I feel like every single band just did a Nirvana song Cute. so like, oh, gosh, like yeah nice. every band just played Nirvana so I think we played I'm gonna say it was I'm gonna say it was like come as you are mm. I think uh, and I think I if I remember correctly we had like there was like a young lady singing the song, I can't remember who, who it was, but... Uh, and. A really old friend of mine, Frank Morter, who plays in the band Series, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. was uh, the drummer in my high school Nirvana cover band, and uh, <laughs> now Adrian. he's conquering the Australian music community in, yes, his, in his rock band. Yeah. yeah, there's a little fun fact for you. Oh
0: goddamn! Gotta yeah. love that guy. What a little weapon! <laughs> Isn't he just a little oh. monster? Yeah, a little pocket. <laughs> 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 Gotta love it. Uh, so, yeah, uh, you mentioned there were a couple of bands kicking around before Pagan took off. Um, what what kind of stuff were you doing before Pagan started?
1: Um, little Lamb and the Rosemary's, which is the only other band I've been in, yeah. was very influenced by maybe Yeah Yeah Yes and a few oh, sure, okay. 90s riot girl bands. Yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. Maybe also a little bit of Black Flag in the mix. Yeah. It was uh-huh. very punk. We. We were just doing something very authentic. We weren't trying to, mm. you know, please any yeah. particular genre. But we we would kind of decorate the stage with dolls, and I would become a little bit of a character. Like I was Little Lamb, and the rest right. of them were yeah, okay. I was a Rosemary.
2: Yeah, so okay. Dan
1: was a Rosemary, and there were two other Rosemaries. And it was a very um, good way to introduce me into. The music scene, and right? Yeah. Very much for me, how to use my voice safely. Right. Because I, I wouldn't scream as much in that band, but I screamed a bit, so I was able to ease myself into the vocal stuff I do now. Oh sure, yeah. Yeah. Dan played in a number of. bands Yeah,
2: shows, I played. Though. I played in a few bands like before Pagan and before Little Lamb and the Rosemaries, I kind of played like a lot of sort of fast melodic punk and hardcore oh, stuff. Oh sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is it? If if you kind of go back and listen to it now, it's all pretty dated, but it's cool because that's that's essentially how I met Xavier and Matt, like our guitar player and drummer. Yeah, yeah. From from doing those kind of uh, you know propaganda, rip off bands. Yeah, of course. Which which is lovely because they're you know obviously two of our best friends in the entire world. Uh, And then before that, I was like I played in like a chaotic, like metalcore band called Jack the Stripper. Oh who, shit! Who yeah. existed for like fifteen years? They ended after, up just having
1: not even one original. Band yeah, 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 oh,
2: yeah, really? yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's cool. We we ended up playing with them on that totally unicorn tour, and I didn't know anyone in the band, that because none of them were in the band when I was in the band, and they were all really nice. And when I was in the band, they were kind of all dicks so. <laughs> it's good it's good that they i think they're not together anymore but it's nice that they ended on a high note sure know. yeah that's cool
0: <laughs> did you get to play around much like touring wise with those bands
2: yeah or? yeah and i i shouldn't kind of like undersell because I, I definitely learned how a, a little bit about how to how to tour and travel with a band and how to yeah, yeah. how to save money in particular ways and how you know you know i definitely learnt. How to deal with the heartbreak of being a very very small touring band in Australia, and yeah. ultimately, uh, you know, set me up to not suffer the disappointments as hard as I may be used to and stuff. Yeah. So it was cool. It was just, it was, you know, it was just like just a young kid learning all of this really cool stuff and having fun with your, you know, your dickhead friends. And yeah, yeah, just kind of, and and also just kind of learning ultimately as you get older what you like and what you don't like and what works and what doesn't work yeah. and. I think Pagan, for, for maybe for both of us, is, is sort of a uh, like a culmination of kind of just understanding what we want to do and what what feels good to us and what makes us happy. Yeah. Do you remember the first Little Lamb show?
1: Yeah, I do. It, yeah. was, in, um, it was in Dan's kitchen. kitchen at a party. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I remember I got my friend to make me this see-through black dress. I wore a black leotard under it and it had like a giant... Cigarette sewn to the front in sequence, and then okay. I don't smoke, so I don't know why I wore that. But, um, like we just played for about 15 minutes, and it was probably the most nervous I've ever been before a live performance, yeah, right. But then after doing it, I was like, I can fucking do this, <laughs> it's easy, like,
2: yeah, I was, I was, I was real so nervous many... to play in my kitchen as yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> and I was like, I've
1: watched so many people do this. and. You know, so many friends do it, so many friends play in bands, and I know I can perform, so I know I can fucking do this. And it was a good icebreaker. Right, yeah, yeah. It was, I don't know what year that was. It was was, uh, a while ago now. Yeah,
2: maybe about five years ago. Maybe even
1: longer. Maybe even longer. Mm. I lived
2: in this horrible house in, like, Flemington, which is sort of Uh, a a suburb just outside of the city in Melbourne, uh, and this place was disgusting, and it had, like... There were trees outside that were growing into the house so there was like foliage on the walls in the house yes. that were coming through and it was like there was rats and
1: Ooh. it was and there uh, was no key yeah. in the front door, it just had like a code. Yeah, it had a yeah. pin
2: code, that's right. <laughs> uh and it was yeah, it was fucking gross and I that, that was another thing I learned is I never want to live in a house like that ever again. <laughs> uh, That was the biggest takeaway from Little Lamb and the Rosemary's is (laughs) that I want to live somewhere with a working shower. (laughs) 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 Fucking (laughs) diva. Yeah. So,
0: okay, skip forward. Where and when is the first Pagan show?
1: The first Pagan show was upstairs at the Tote in Collingwood. Oh, yeah. When we were booking the show, Dan sent the booker of the Tote the name of our band and he was like, you know, we're booking the show. Um, we're called the Pagans, and the booker came back and was like, Oh, one of my favorite bands from the 70s is called the Pagans. And we were like, Fuck, we can't call ourselves that then. But you're,
2: but you're making out like he told us in a nice way. All he did was just send a, sends a YouTube link to their <laughs> record, didn't even like respond. And really? we were like, Yeah. And so I was like, All right, well, we'll can we play at your venue if we change the name to yeah. the Pagan? So, yeah, that was a cool show. It was on Good Friday. Very, very. Uh, strategic. strategically on Good Friday. We called it Bad Friday. Yep. It was a little mini oh, yeah. mini festival. Um and we I, I just booked the whole thing myself and that was meant to be I think I think a lot of us thought that was meant to be the only show, mm. to be honest. But it was really good. We all wore white, I'm pretty sure. I mean you that didn't wear white. Sure. We yeah. all wore white. You wore black. That was and
1: cool. we got a really good turnout and we got a few people there who have helped us. Today with some great opportunities, who were yeah. there at that first show? Yeah,
2: just by chance,
1: which is really special. Yeah, like
2: Josh, Josh Mariel from like you know Short Short Loud. Yeah, yeah. yeah, That's I met him that night, and he was like, "Send me a demo," you know. And so yeah, yeah. it was it was a little bit of luck involved, but it also it was, it was a good show. Like yeah. I remember being really happy with how we played, and you know, yeah, of how the course, songs been yeah. over. Yeah,
0: so you two were in a band previously. How did you uh, like come together with the other? half
2: pagan so I played in a I used to play in a like a punk band called Cavalcade yeah which uh, was just sort of like fast kind of melodic punk hardcore punk yeah 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 and so we used to play a lot of shows with Matt and Zave's old band uh, who were called Kill the Matador
0: oh yeah yeah, yeah. I remember them yeah yeah
2: yeah uh, and they were great they were I'm like literally I'm not even I tell this story all the time but yeah. like they were my favourite band for such a long time yeah. and like no one cared except for me but I loved them so dearly yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm the oh, i wow. have yeah, yeah, like i I've got to kill them at all Tattoo that I got yeah yeah like that I got because you know obviously I love those boys so yeah. much you know you meet you you meet a lot of other bands and stuff and you obviously make friends but I like I started just hanging out with Matt and Zave like we were, we were just even aside from music we were just into so much of the same stuff like you know we were, we were all skateboarding at the time we were all all into like the same kind of films and art and you know we were going to get we were going to get food once a week and stuff and yeah. just kind of developed this friendship that i guess just transcended being like you know dudes in bands that you know and, and whatever so um, you know i think and we got all kind of got to a point where we were pretty we were pretty done with doing bands but we sort of said like you know it's what we all do so yeah. we'll give it a go we'll try and write some stuff and we, we we kind of really we wrote like 3 songs that we were really happy with and when it when when the kind of the the conversation about who would sing for the band came up i think all 3 of us very unanimously wanted to make sure that it wasn't just another white dude singing about his feelings and sure, yeah. we wanted to try and find someone who maybe represented a different point of view but also like someone who could could perform and sing on the songs in a way that would do them justice, mm. and to be honest, like, there was no one else, I guess. had to be you. Aww. Unfortunately, it had to be you, yeah. Nikki Brooman. Uh No, but it was just, it was it was sort of just this real exercise in kind of putting together my my dream band. Yeah, you know?
1: I even remember when I, like, Matt, Zave, Dan and I all went out for a night, when we decided I was joining the band and we you know it was kind of for me to meet them properly I'd met them through social circles but they just like we all got along like best friends on the first night yeah yeah,
2: yeah. and that was the most important thing yes yeah. yeah. you know again we were all pretty done with doing bands for the sake of doing bands yeah uh, we really wanted to if, it, if we were gonna pursue something, it had to be meaningful, and it had to be with people that we we wanted to be around, so it all worked out an interesting, Yeah,
0: but it's an interesting
2: contrast, like, saying, like, you know,
0: the three of you, like, the instrumentalists in the band, like, already have, like, this years and years of experience in, like, various bands, and, like, you've been through The Ringer a bunch, a bunch of times, whereas, Nikki, this is your, you know, second band, ostensibly, you know, so, like, you're, you know, relatively... Coming to
2: this with a relatively fresh perspective, whereas the other three, this is kind of like a second win, like a second phase of like music entirely. Totally, and definitely, Nikki's uh, your attitude is definitely really. It was definitely very beneficial for us because, like I said, we were so pessimistic in the beginning.
1: Yeah. But in saying that too,
2: like I just I knew they were good songs. Like I just there was something about what we'd written where I, I I was like fuck. Fuck me! I don't want to do another band again, but I also know that this is this is some of the best stuff. This is the best stuff I think I've ever been capable of of doing. So, Nikki definitely uh, experienced some of the the highs and lows of playing in a you know a punk band in. Australia in, through Little Lamb too, so she yeah, definitely so. understands road road doggin as yeah. they say.
1: and <laughs> playing to a room of no, of no line, people uh, and not
2: getting paid any money yeah. and not you know It's yeah. a
1: good introduction. It was that bit <laughs> was a
2: great introduction if uh, if there ever was baptism one. by yeah. fire. That's yeah, cool. uh, yeah, fucking oath. Yeah.
0: <laughs> getting to do stuff for the first time, like proper, you know, like headlining tours and you know stuff that you you know, may not have had the chance to do previously. How have you found that, you know, in the last couple of years of, you know, doing Pagan?
1: I I think it's been, you know, it's been a really great experience. It's something you learn as you go. Yeah. Like, the interesting thing is that unless you've been in a band on tour, you never really know what it's like unless you've done it a bunch of times. And it's, you know, throughout it, we've all grown so much as a band just by going on tour and learning.
2: Totally. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think for us too, it's been such a gradual. You know, it's, I think I think we've we've managed to get ourselves to a point where we, these opportunities are happening. Maybe maybe a little bit quicker than some bands, but it's still been a very gradual thing. So it's sort of, mm. it's not like we woke up one day and we were getting a, you know to play stadiums with Rise Against. Like, yeah. all of that was a real sort of work in progress. Yeah. And so it's sort of almost like. I, I just think at the pace that we've taken it, it,
1: it
2: we've we, we've done it in a way where we're you know we're very grateful that it's happening and you know things think things there's a, a buzz around it and stuff. But I think too we're we're also very humbled by the fact that we we know that not everyone gets this opportunity. But at yeah. the same time, like fucking work for a man, like yeah, yeah, you know. So
1: I think as well we've all played our cards right with like choices we've made with the band and yeah. we're all a little over the hill now and none of us want to be in a band that is just playing 20 shows every week yeah, sure. to build you know and I think there's some bands that that works for yeah. and some bands I can think of, off the top of my head that have built their careers on doing the DIY punk thing and yeah. playing a million shows but we just didn't come into this band with that mentality yeah. we knew what we wanted and I think we had a really clear objective and it's just really nice to be able to um fulfill that objective now. Yeah, totally. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And yeah, now that, you know, you've spent the last few years kind of like, you know, pushing that stone up the hill it must be gratifying to, you know, have you know, like you said, doing this headlining tour and have people you know, properly paying attention to you guys I always say that my friends' fans have made it when people we don't
2: know start
1: coming to the show oh, Yeah, exactly <laughs> yeah. Oh, 100% That's what yeah. 100% yeah.
2: There's such a difference between playing to uh, a room that has 20 of your friends there <laughs> yeah. and then a room of 20 strangers because 20 strangers will buy your shirts mm. yeah. your mates want them for free and, yeah. they don't wanna, and they all want door spots so. yeah, 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 and they yeah.
1: drink your ride yeah. Oh yeah yeah, no and, right of spite.
2: Yeah, totally. Yeah, and that was, I think, like that was something that we always tried to focus on too, because I, it's very, very easy, I think, to get into this sort of this this sort of habit of, you know, playing to your friends. You know, I've seen bands who who kind of like they'll have in jokes with their mate Joffa, who's in the front row and no, stuff. I- and <laughs> it's actually, like, took me a really long time to realize like that stuff's quite. It's actually quite excluding to someone totally, who's not in yeah. on the joke. Yeah. So yeah. And, yeah. you know, we, we, we sort of we wanted the shows to be for everybody and, yeah, and totally. as a result I think that people feel pretty comfortable at a pagan show and it's a party for everyone and not just our, our handful of mates <laughs> who got in for free. <laughs> 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 oh gosh. Okay, so we'll wrap it up here, but before we sure. do that I
0: asked this of all of my guests and now just your turn, Pagan, I wanna know about the best and worst of shows you have ever played? The worst
1: show by far was a show we played for this music festival thing at the Tote years ago. Right, okay. And it was pouring rain, it was like torrential rain, like, and literally three people turned up. Yeah. And we were just so... Were you indoors? Indoors. Yeah, indoors, yeah, yeah. So it was like
2: three o'clock in the afternoon, and like the thing about this show, there's like six bands playing. I swear to God, two of them broke up before the show. Yeah, yeah, a band broke up. Two of them broke up. One band got stuck in, like, Adelaide or something. And then we ended up
1: going out for dinner after with one of the bands Mm. and just got really fucking drunk because we were so pissed about it.
2: Dinner was good. Laser Pig in Melbourne. Best pizza in the the world, maybe. In the (laughs) world. What was the best show? Best show, Melbourne, the other week was pretty sick. I think that Melbourne, maybe the... It's pre- maybe an equal tie between the Melbourne show and the Brisbane show on this tour for me. Yes, yeah. Because, yeah. yeah, there's just something very special about, uh, again, like, we've never headlined a tour before.
1: I actually think my favourite show we've ever played is, was when we played Dead of Winter Festival in Brisbane the other month and we got Oh, to the dude, party. that was,
2: yeah, that was that We was got beautiful. to play and amazing. we were
1: like, oh, it's a big venue, it's like a thousand and we were just like we're not gonna feel this but we got the room full it was was surreal it was like
2: two days after the record came out and there was like people were singing the songs and and obviously
1: they weren't all there for us they were there for the festival it was an amazing feeling yeah of course and to play on a stage that big it was fucking cool and the sound uh, system was so amazing as well I remember
2: seeing this like group of people singing along to like we have a song called Holy Water which wasn't like a single or anything before the record came out and I was just like, yeah, this song came out two days ago. Yeah. What the fuck have you been doing for two days? Like, yeah. How do you know it? Like, that was cool. That was really, yeah. really cool. Oh, that's beautiful. That's amazing.
0: Hey, can you have an album out? Yeah. Yes. It's out now. It'll be out still by the time that you hear this. What's it called? Blackwash. Hell yeah.
2: Where can you get it? Uh, lots of, lots of places. <laughs> uh, you can get it from... Probably a local record store, which is probably the best place to go and get it. Good call. Or you can, uh, you can get it online through uh, EVP Record Recordings, a uh, mm-hmm. label here. Uh, Hassle Records, if you're in the UK or Europe.
1: You can listen to it on Spotify. You can listen to it on Spotify. Oh, iTunes.
2: Yeah, Apple Music has it. Uh, you Bandcamp. can. Yeah, the EVP Bandcamp. Uh, you can get it from JB Hi Fi. Yeah. Oh, look out. It's not a bad one, JB yeah. Hi Fi. <laughs> <laughs> you can get it, it. everywhere. I'm sure, it's probably more expensive there than yeah. anywhere else. You can
1: probably get it from my mum's house.
2: Yeah. I've got a few copies in my car if you want to meet up somewhere. (laughs) So we can arrange that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, lots of lots of places. Lots of places. Fantastic.
0: Hey again, thank you so much for your time today. Thanks for having us dude. Unreal. I'm David James Young and all my friends in the club.